Every Who down in Whoville liked Christmas a lot. But the Grinch, who lived just north of Whoville, did not. The Grinch hated Christmas, the whole Christmas season. Now please don't ask why, no one quite knows the reason. It could be his head wasn't screwed on just right, it could be perhaps that his shoes were too tight. But I think that the most likely reason of all may have been that his heart was two sizes too small. Oh hey everybody! Welcome to Dissect That Film, where we dissect your favorite films, film franchises, and TV. You caught me reading a little bit of a, of, of a story to my good friends Dan and Angela. Read it again, Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> because today, as you can see, I was reading a little story called How the Grinch Stole Christmas. And so I thought, you know, instead of just covering one version of this wonderful movie, we're going to cover two versions of this movie. The original from 1966 and the 2000 live action remake. Yes, I know there's a third one from 2018. We'll talk a little bit about that during the episode, but we're going to be focusing on those two. And we're going to be talking about, of course, the source material, which came out I think in the 50s. But yes, we're talking about How the Grinch Stole Christmas. I'm your host, Brett Parker. Joining me as always, the wonderful Dan and Angela of DNA Gaming. Hello. I have my narrator voice still going. It's like, he's still there. Narrator. Hello. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome to the show. So, it is episode 80. What are we on? 85? 86 now? We're on an episode. This is we weird. Are. It's a weird. It's, we did a weird intro this week. I've, I'm not prepared. Or I was prepared, but not prepared at the same time. But welcome, everybody. Welcome to the show. We are happy for you to be here. I'm so excited. We're on week three of our holiday favorites. And this week, it's my pick. That's why I chose How the Grinch Stole Christmas. And I thought I would add a little bit extra because I feel like the original Grinch from 1966 isn't talked about enough as much as the 2000 Grinch, which I feel is talked a lot. And to be honest, from what I've seen, especially as an adult, a lot of adults don't like this movie. I mean, at least the 2001. And we're going to talk about more where I feel why a lot of people probably don't like the 2000 Grinch. And honestly, 22 years later, it's it's always the question of, does it still hold up to the people who did like it back then? Gosh, 22 years. 22 years. 2000. It's wild. But we're going to start with the 1966 Grinch, which was narrated and voiced by Boris Karloff who, if you don't know who Boris Karloff is, he was the original, you're going to have to correct me if I'm wrong, he was the original Frankenstein's monster. Yep, that's correct. And the original mummy. He was. And he's done a lot of other things in his career, but those are kind yes. of his staples of his career. Mm-hmm. So many things. But his voice as the narrator, plus being the voice of the Grinch, I thought was so perfect. And I love that 1966 story because it's for one it's just short and sweet it's the book they're just retelling the story of the book there's nothing added or fancy or anything it's literally just ripping the pages out and and presenting them on screen this was also the first time that the grinch was uh, was brought to you in his wonderful green color because in the original book as it's shown on the cover he was white and throughout the book, which is all in black 
and white. Well, with some splashes of color. It's all in black and white, so the Grinch was always white in the book. But because color TVs were popular back in the uh, mid-60s, they were becoming a big thing, uh, they needed to add some splash of color. And so green was was a color that popped, but also it would turn, because of the Grinch, it would kind of turn into a color that would would instill like this is a, this is the bad one this is the this is the villain of the story so green was always perceived as like a uh, a color you would use for a villain or the you know the antagonist of of a story it was written and directed well it was written by Dr. Seuss himself or as he would be known by other people Theodore Seuss Geisel it was also the the movie though the was was directed by Chuck Jones, who yes, huge. He's the guy who pretty much created the Looney Tunes. Yeah, I mean you can kind of tell that it was created by him. It, the 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 original yeah. 1966 movie definitely has a Looney Tunes style animation crossed with Dr. Seuss's you know and uh, illustrations in his in his stories. Dr. Seuss was born and raised in Springfield, Massachusetts, which was is literally about 30 minutes from where I live. I've actually been to the Dr. Seuss Museum. You get to see like cool. where he originally uh, drew the, the 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 stories and you, you get to see all a bunch of awesome things. I'll probably I'll try to see if I can post some pictures into the video of uh, some of the things at the museum, which is really cool. And then and a thing that's really really weird, but I guess cool in a way was uh, Dr. Seuss died on September 24th, 1991. And uh, yours truly was born on September 24th, 1991. So I, Dr. Seuss left the world and I was brought into it. Unfortunately, I didn't get his art, his artistic uh, abilities because I can't draw for shit. But I always thought growing up when I was told that, I remember, I think I learned that when I was in like second grade. And I just always... It was something I could never forget. I was like, man, I was born the same day Dr. Seuss died. I don't know if I should be sad or like, like cool that that's a, a fact for me. <laughs> but hey, it's there. Yep. But um, yeah, let's uh, let's talk a little bit about like what we thought uh, going, you know, what is your what is our history with the this version of the Grinch? Which I actually have um, when my grandma, my grandmother, my grandparents both passed away last year. I got their VHS tapes and one of them. I'm trying. I got two cameras here. Sorry, guys, but I'm showing the everybody. This is the uh, VHS version of the animated version of How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Yes. So what we had. Also, I have the VHS of the Jim Carrey version, which I'll show when we get to that one. But guys, what um, what is your history with this with this movie? Like even even today, I'm just here. What do you want from me? Oh my history! I don't know. We we it was it was always a staple at Christmas time. We always had it on at one point or another. I don't really know any like really big history. It was just a common thing to watch during Christmas time, like Rudolph or most of the other Rankin Bass stuff. Charlie Brown's Christmas. Uh, you really dig, you know, Garfield's Christmas, all that fun stuff. But it is a tr- normally a tradition for us to watch the How the Grinch Stole Christmas on Christmas Eve every year. This year we watched a little bit early for this podcast. But traditionally we watch it um, part of the regiment of things to do on Christmas Eve, which is make chili and cinnamon rolls. Sorry. And then watch 
have the Grinch stole Christmas and then go what look at Christmas or see what drive around for look at Christmas lights. That's what we generally do every Christmas Eve. I like it. Angela, yeah. What, what, what um, did you grow up with the Grinch like everybody? I feel. Yeah, I, I don't feel we watched it every year, but I do remember watching it several times growing up, usually at my grandmother's house. But like. Because him talking about it, I'm thinking, I'm like, I don't really remember how many times we watched it. Um, I just remember seeing it every so often. But it's like, I'm I'm trying to wreck my brain. Yeah, it was multiple remember, times a year for us. I don't remember any specific time watching it. I just remember watching it. So we want to talk about how we thought of the movie, just our history with the movie, right? No, you can also talk about what you thought about it. Like, well, like your recent... I don't care. There's, you just go back to you, Dan. Talk about okay. what, you, what, you, you, say what you gotta say. Get finished. I mean, I loved, I loved it. Like that's the reason why we still watch it every year now. It's traditional. It's a good short, twenty six ish, twenty four ish minutes, something like that. Yep. And I, I didn't know how close it was to the book, original book. I figured they maybe embellished it a bit for television to stretch it out a little bit. Well, it's but. um, it's pretty much identical to the book. Uh, it's the book. I don't usually I mean, the read book, the book. The I book has a little bit more in it, um, but uh, it's it's pretty much right to the point. It, it okay. pretty much copies it word for word, almost. So, well, you know, Boris Karloff, you talked about, it's great that it's narrated by him, that the music sung by Tony the Tiger is awesome. And, um, and yeah, Chuck Jones, of course, direction, the art's awesome, the music, it's, it's, it's literally one of those films that, that word's thrown around a bit for for me is a timeless film. You can watch forever. I've always seen it. I've always shown it to my kids, our kids. I'm hoping they do the same with their kids. It's just one of those movies that just it's always there. Like Charlie Brown Christmas. So it kind of makes it. But anyway, yeah, it's 100% 10 out of 10. Always there. Staple. Blah, 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 blah. Agreed. This is a yearly movie, of course. I watch it every around Christmas every year. I actually, and then of course, when we get to the, the Jim Carrey version, that's another one that I actually watch. It's pretty much back to back every year. And I feel like that's a reason why I wanted to do this episode the way we're doing it with talking about both versions, because it's something that I've been doing, like watching back to back every year since I was a kid, or at least, at least since the 2000 version came out. But I mean, this is Dr. Seuss as a kid was my favorite children's author i thought you know just the fact that he didn't just write the stories he also drew all the uh, illustrations they're all so i just love his style and uh the fact that and also the fact that he would you know, like he grew up not too far from from where i lived which i thought was was a, a really cool thing and then of course the fact that i stated before but um when it came to you know when i first when I started having kids, like my, at least my oldest, I used to read Dr. Seuss books to him like every night. We would cycle through. We would literally start, you know, from Cat in the Hat, Cat in the Hat comes back and then literally just going through the whole thing. And then, of course, every Christmas you have to read The Grinch. And so it just, it, it's just, it means a lot to, to me and it's meant a lot to me since I was a kid. And it just, you know, the, the movie is just, you know, bringing the book to life and which I'm always a fan of, uh, especially when it's faithful to the book. You know, we'll get to 
our our thoughts on on the on the uh the live action version but um it's it's so faithful it's like it's literally just taking the words from the book and making it into a movie and i it'll never get old no matter how you know it's i think it just turned 56 this year so and it's still so timeless it's 26 minutes long it it literally start to finish it just breezes through just like charlie brown christmas just like you know any of the, like rudolph and frosty and all those yeah. you know shows or those tv specials from back in the day they're just so timeless yeah some of them yeah. may may have not aged perfectly just because of the time that they came out but like the grinch does because there's really there's nothing it doesn't get too political it doesn't get like it's it's just a dude who's grumpy he hates christmas and he just wants it all to stop he just wants people to shut up <laughs> i guess you could only not like this if you're i mean if if you're not a christmas person right like you don't i mean like you don't celebrate christmas if you don't like, celebrate okay. christmas if it's not you know a part of a uh, part of your way of life your religion or however it may be i would i would totally understand if you didn't if this wasn't for you but um yeah i the grinch to me is just it's a timeless classic it's one of my favorite dr seuss books and I, i'll love it till the day i die i think it's just it's great yep oh my, my favorite is green eggs and ham oh like i said dr I'm, seuss is just so good like i, I just can't like I thought about making YouTube videos of me reading Green Eggs and Ham to our kids because I just love, I like I yell like I get into it when I green like I do. She she'll tell you like I look like I don't just read them like you know that Sam I'm like that Sam I am that Sam I am I don't like that Sam I am I do not like that Sam I am. <laughs> do you like Green Eggs and Ham? I could I could I love so, reading that book to them. The kids when they're little they'd get a laugh out of it because I really it's get so into it. And it's so much fun. Shit. Oh yeah, good stuff. Fox and socks, trying to trying to get through that book without messing up because it's oh, so I, hard. Dude, that wraps it. Hop on pop. Hop on pop. Great. One story Great. about yeah. hop on pop. In my uh, sophomore year of high school, we had to uh, one of our finals was doing a dramatic. We had to pick a book and do a dramatic reading, and so everybody's picking like sections of like novels or uh, or Shakespeare or something like that. And I'm like, I'm gonna do hop on pop. And I got like a 96 on it. <laughs> so, oh yeah, uh, that's I, awesome. Yeah. So, like I said, Dr. Seuss is just, it's great. They, they didn't like my sophomore year doing what class would that have been for? Language arts, English language we didn't arts, do, or something like that. We didn't do language. I was, I took for some odd reason, uh, theater. I took that for some reason. And my ideas very quickly got shot down because <laughs> even though, our theater teacher, uh, I would always like, hey, dude, we get like the group of the guys in the class, like, let's do this, but make it inappropriate. Like, she'd give us a line, <laughs> right? Like, like you need to spin it into it. So, so mine was always the inappropriate one. And she'd be like, oh, that's enough. That's enough. That's enough. You got to stop. That's tasteless. Like, how is that fucking tasteless? Just because you don't find it funny doesn't mean anybody else would find it funny. Get the fuck out of here. God, I can't stand our it. drama teacher um, wanted to do the vagina monologues. Really? Yeah. I thought like, it was just a vagina reading books. It's like, whoa. Um, yeah, I never, heard some of the stuff that came from it, and I was like, I yeah, don't think I, high schoolers should be doing that. I know I've heard of the book, but what I'm saying is like that's not that's not even a fair judge. Like that's like saying comedy isn't a real form of of theater or art. It's it is. Anyway, that's not time for that rant. Fuck that shit. 
So there was two sequels to Yes, yeah, so it was Grinch, Grinch Night. There was uh Halloween is Grinch Night, which yes. Grinch Night is the other title of it. It's and okay. which came out in 1977, 11 okay. years after this. Absolutely. And then in 1982, there was a cartoon that was called The Grinch Grinches the Cat in the Hat, which was all it's I guess it had sexual. another name called The Cat in the Hat gets Grinched. And that came out. That really sounds bad. Let's Grinch this bitch. It's just yeah. a porn. What the fuck? You done got Grinched. And of course, as we will be talking about in a little bit, there was a live action version of this movie that came out in 2000 starring Jim Carrey. And then in 2018, they Mm -hmm. decided to do another animated version of this movie, which was just called The Grinch, which I guess we'll talk about it now. Have you guys seen the 2018 Grinch? I own it, but I haven't watched it. We're going to watch it tomorrow. I have watched it, but I don't. Sarah wants to watch it tomorrow, so I said yes. The thing I really remember of that is him at school. I just remember the trailers. I've never seen this movie. I I don't remember where we watched it, but I have. So that one was done by Illumination, which is the studio behind Despicable Me and the Minions and uh, the new Super Mario Brother movie that's coming out next year. I loved the animation style. The problem with this movie was the fact that the Grinch didn't seem mean enough you know what i mean like in the beginning of the story and the movie and then of course in the 2000 he's you know he's he's really grumpy and like like he projects kind of just he's just a douche where i feel like the benedict cumberbatch version is just he doesn't come off that way and what they did is they twist the story they changed the story up it's not the same plot points it is the point of like the grinch gets sick of shit and then he he steals Christmas. It's still part of the whole thing. But they added a lot of different things. Like Cindy Lou is very independent. She likes to do things on her own. And she's not like she's not scared of anything. Like, but she's still like, you know, the little petite Cindy Lou. And the Grinch just seemed like the Grinch. There's times where like the Grinch just walks into Whoville and you're like, all right, dude. And everybody's just like, cool. The Grinch is here. It's, a, it's just a normal guy. Just. Go and go grocery shopping. Like it just it throw it threw me off. I didn't hate the movie. I didn't think it was terrible, but it definitely doesn't stack up to the two priors. Uh, how far? Like I said, I'll be watching it tomorrow. But I can definitely see the obviously the illumination. We can wait till you get home. Since you have the week off, I still gotta watch Gundam 008. Don't give me that. You took a week off in May. Don't give me that. I didn't. <laughs> but I didn't rib you for it. Rude. Oh no. I didn't want my PTO to go away. I don't get paid for it. So I took this week off. Parker, I took the week off. Good for you. I got the week after should, off. It's nice. We should we should go burn something together. I'm going right. to Parker's house. Not <laughs> I'm taking the kids. We're going to Parker's. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta take that however long drive to get here. I don't know. Yeah. Forever. So, oh, wait, I got a question before we get started. Is it okay? And this is this is like half a joke and half a legitimate question because it seems to be with everything how it goes these days. Is it okay to like Dr. Seuss and he's not like secretly racist or sexist or a homophobe or some shit like that because he's an author from 50, uh, 50 60, 70 years ago and he did something and now it's not okay to like him? I, 
I mean, to be honest, I I haven't really I've I can guarantee there's probably something on Dr. Seuss. I just don't look because it's just gonna ruin it for you. You can't like him or his work. So so Dr. Seuss, I know, started as a um, propaganda illustrator. Like he drew a lot of illustrations during World War Two, like, of course, depicting, you know, the Nazi party and the 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 axis of powers like, you know, looking ridiculous in his style, too. And it's just it's just funny how you go from doing that in the, the style that he drew all of his books in. And then going into children's novels. Well, no, I mean, especially because if he did do propaganda posters, he's more than likely did some racial depictions of oh, Asian people as well. Well, see, Guarantee it. he came under criticism. It says here he came under criticism for outdated and insensitive depictions of racial, ethnic, cultural, and gender differences. Absolutely. You, you know what you do? You read your kid the book and be like, if you find something like this is not OK, but this is how this was at the time. I do don't, don't think your kid's too stupid to understand. I do remember Teach that. your kid. Listen, elevate I don't, your child. But I think it's I'm one of those things where you just got to be like, I don't, I like the stories he made. I liked what he did with, like he, when it, beca- when it came to children's books, he revolutionized yeah. what it is to create such iconic stories. Do I agree with everything he did in his life? No, of no. course not. Like, and I know it's like if you say you like it was the time where people just did that shit and thought it was okay. Yeah, to, it's different times. I'm not saying it's okay. I'm not. I just want to state that right now. I don't think it's okay. But I think you can look like it's not like I'm sitting here and I have a freaking mirror, like a whole shrine of like just Dr. Seuss and like. Oh, praise Dr. Su- no, I, I just like his stories left. and what he did. It's to the left of the Christmas tree. Yes. You can't see over, it. It's, it's, it's there. there. It's the Susian shrine. I enjoy his art. I enjoy his storytelling. Yeah. One oh. fish, two fish, red fish, blue fish. That's <gasps> that's the one that I... This one has a little... Oh. This one has a little... Wait, no, wait, wait, was it? This one has a little... This one has a little star. This one has a little car. Say what a lot of fish there are. are. That's the one. No, because no, you couldn't because he calls one of the fish fat. You can't do that. No. This one is yeah. It's whatever. Cancel Doctor Seuss. This one has a yellow hat. Yeah. So stupid. So I noticed in the animated, the original animated movie from the Mm sixties, the Grinch states that he has been on Mount Crumpet for fifty-three years. Damn the Grinch! Like. The Grinch is like a middle-aged man, and he's just fucking, he's just an angry middle-aged man living on a mountain. Like, fuck you, who's? How dare you? He doesn't want shit to be loud. He wants to be left alone. I'm a grumpy person. Yeah, exactly. We don't want loud shit going on outside our house. Stop (laughs) singing. Exactly. Oh, my God. Turn that damn who music down. Now, now that, that doesn't bother me. The Christmas music played for two months straight is what bothers me. Uh, one last thing before we move on to our next version is that uh, the song You're a Mean One was written by Dr. Seuss, but sung by Thurl Ravencraft, who, as Dan said earlier, was the voice of Tony the Tiger back in the 50s and 60s or whenever. He was it all the way up to the 90s, dude. Yeah. He was when I was, we were kids. Like, he stopped. In, I never looked I into that. So I was like, oh, I, shit, I, that's I, pretty crazy. 
I don't know. I was watching like a making of or something of this like a long time ago, and I was like, "Holy shit, it's fucking Tony the Tiger!" Frost, frost my flakes, Tony. No. Oh no! Take from that what you want. You read into it. There may be layers. There may not be. You done got grinched. Yeah, that's it. I'm telling you, dude. I'm telling you, this is getting getting grinched. Grinch night is not what you think it is. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's butt stuff. I'm telling you. Uh, also, the original book was published in 1957, so nine years before the movie was made. Ooh, that's when my um, that's the year my mom was born. Nice. That was and years before my mom was born. The um, the whole point behind the book, for at least when Doctor Seuss wrote it, was mm-hmm. to, and we see it a lot more in the 2000 version. Is the it's it's made to criticize the commercial commercialization of Christmas and just how people perceive Christmas even today. You know, it's more about the presence and you know, what am I going to get somebody instead of just being like, let's just, let's just hang out spend some time. We don't need to buy gifts. We don't need to do all this spending thousands of dollars on things that most people are just going to use for a little bit and then discard at some point. Buy me food. Yes. I mean, I will food and I will discard money. I'll discard me money. I was say, I'll use it and discard I'll it. And I'll discard it. Toilet. Yeah. <laughs> out of my ass. Uh, <laughs> ah, it's coming at me. Yes. <laughs> All right. You guys have anything else you want to add? To, uh, to, uh... <laughs> All right. Sorry. I'll repeat it. I apologize. Oh, I'll All I got to say, I'll, I mean, there's day. You could praise right. this movie through and through of just how. Yes. A, Amazing it is animation wise, voice acting right. wise, just the depiction of the characters. I love the the fact, you know, the, all the the thing we're going to talk about it more. But the thing I love about this is like the children, they're all so small and so innocent and so adorable. And then we get to this yeah. next one and he's just like, oh, God, Sarah, Sarah even pointed out. She's like, man, those kids are tiny. Cindy Lou, right. no more than two. Yeah. So great. They changed some of the lines in the new movie to in the 2000 movie. Like, why did you change? Yeah, that? well, they got a you know you got Jim Carrey, and he no, not even him. Oh. It was one of the, it was it was the narration. It was like it was it was like okay, I know what this line's going to well, be. Yeah, it's exactly yeah, the same. Yeah. And I was like, why did you change it? Anyway, it's just, it's just a minor nitpick. It's a great movie. Go watch it. If you haven't never seen the original Grinch, you should see it. You can Seriously. probably find go it buy the book. anywhere. Go buy, buy the, the book. book. Buy the movie. It's it's a it. I mean, if you are somebody who celebrates celebrates Christmas, or even if you just enjoy the story, even if you don't, but this is a—I mean, it's it's an iconic story. It's so good. I read it every year. Yeah, even if you don't have kids, just read. It's awesome. Oh, so good. Dope as fuck. All right, let's move on to the two thousand live action version, directed by Ron Howard, starring Jim Carrey as our titular. Green Man, also starring Taylor Momsen in her first ever role. She would go on to do, uh, what the hell? What show was it? It was Gossip like a Girl. Dr- Gossip Girl. There it is. Who the and fuck was she in that? The girl. She was the sister. She was um, Adam Brody's sister. She always wore like heavy eyeliner under her. And eyes. she. Um, She's in a band called The Pretty Reckless. Oh, The Pretty Reckless, yes, yes. and they are awesome. Which is her are current they? thing. 
that she yes. are they awesome by my standards or just no like, they're really good she's got no, a great she's, voice she's good she's got that really like she's got that she's got that rock voice and i love it have you ever heard yes. of hailstorm yes she sounds very similar to lizzie hale from hailstorm but she yes. yeah I've, i i listen to her i listen to pretty reckless all the time they're really good and I'm glad that she improved over her singing voice from this movie because her singing voice in this movie, I understand she was like, how old was she? She was born in 93, so she was like six or seven when this movie was made. Um, yeah, her voice her voice sounded like a child who could not tell a key. Like she couldn't stay in key. It was a little, so like, I was like you grew up drastically. But this also yes. has Jeffrey Tambor as our just wonderful mayor who is probably the most hated person in this movie. Christine Baranski, who is a character. I think a lot of people hated like when you initially saw this movie and especially growing up, I, I always, I think had in my mind, like this character is not very good. And then like watching it recently, I was like, she's actually not that bad. She has some like instances where it seems like she's a terrible person, but overall I think she's always, I mean, she was always seemed like a pretty good person. She wasn't a bully. Uh, Bill Irwin, who plays Stu, and Molly Shannon, who plays Betty. Yep. You can't tell a lot of what these people, who these people are, because with the ridiculous <laughs> facial prosthetics to make them look like the who's yes. from the story, yeah. which is just nightmarish in some ways. Yes. <clears throat> uh, this was narrated by the Academy Award winning. Anthony Hopkins, who yeah, spent sorry. a total of like two hours to record all of his lines for the narration. What a badass. Probably like, made make a some quick good check. money. Probably <laughs> did. Of course, like I said before, it was directed by Ron Howard. It was written by Jeffrey Price and Peter S. Seaman. Yes, I said Seaman. Uh, <laughs> Those make babies. So they both were involved in movies such as Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Doc Hollywood, Wild Wild West, The La Last Holiday, and their latest and their last movie they wrote together was Shrek the Third, which interesting. Some people would say is the worst Shrek. It's better than this. Music was done by James Horner, who has done movies such as Avatar, Honey I Shrunk the Kids, The Rocketeer, Braveheart, Mask of Zorro, Beautiful Mind, Amazing Spider Man. He's done. So, so many things, but he unfortunately passed away back in 2015 uh, in a plane crash, I believe. Interesting. Yeah. That's unfortunate. So this movie was released November 17th, 2000. All I can think of is Dave Perfect. I'm sorry. I got tickled. Yeah, dear. Carry on. Thank you. Are you drinking an apple juice? Uh, no, I am drinking an apple cider, like, yes. seltzer thing with rum. In it, I was close. I wanted to drink Good a deal. festive, a festive alcoholic beverage while we talk is about it, the Grinch. Drinking strawberry so Mike's Harbor. It's delicious. Because okay. I know sometimes you just pour yourself a drink and you're like, "This is what I got." I'm just gonna like choke it down. Most of the time, I drink water, but I'm not working early tomorrow morning, so I can drink a little bit of something. I gotta, you know, I gotta record this. I gotta do some editing later for something that was will as you listen to this will be re already released. But yeah, a lot of things, a lot of things. And so I figured I'd enjoy myself while I do it. Uh, the budget on this movie was $123 million. Holy shit. A lot of money. 
but it grossed $345 million. Still made some bucks. Not too bad, not too bad. Too shabby. It won an Academy Award for Best Makeup, and it got nominated see, yeah. for Best Art Direction and Best Costume it was, Design. Yep, it was good. Hmm. Really the best part about this. All right. Let's talk about this. Let's talk about what we thought of this movie, watching it again. I guess I'll start since this is my movie, and I never get to start, so sit down and listen. Yeah, it's your fault. I know. I'm just, I'm the host. I got to be nice and let you guys talk before me. <laughs> wow. We're just, we're just here. I was trying to hold it as long as I could. I was just like the same position, just like. <laughs> Dan's holding in something. He's going to burst and release something. Whoa! Fuck you! That's for one after the cameras are off. Whoa! <laughs> they can oh. involve you. You'll be. Don't worry about it. Okay, I'm, I'm better than. Carry on. No, no. Serious. In all seriousness, carry on. I mean, I love this movie. To be honest, even after watching a recent, uh, watching it, I literally stopped. Um, watched it about two hours before we went live here, and. I still have so much fun with it. Yes, does it? it there are some things that we're going to talk about. We're going to nitpick about it as as we go along. But over, overall, this movie is just it's to me it's fun. I, I I think Jim Carrey as the Grinch. He you know of course he is being Jim Carrey, but he's also adding kind of a different side of the Grinch. Like you know what we see in the 1966 animated short is a very one sided Grinch. Like you're seeing him from one from you, you don't you don't know anything before. And I know a lot of people will be like, we didn't need to see the before. We didn't need to see how he becomes the Grinch. It's just. Let's just get to the point. But I've always enjoyed this movie still today. It's still a movie that I watch every year and I'm going to continue to watch every year. Does it have its problems? Absolutely, it does. And we're going to talk about them. Are characters written poorly? Do th things look really creepy? Does the message just not get across the way that it should from the original story. Absolutely. But I still have a lot of fun with it. That's, that's my thoughts on it. Who wants to start over there? I don't like this one. <laughs> like, did you ever like it or was this one you just didn't, you never liked? I don't know if I really ever liked it. Like I do. I resonate with this Grinch because yeah, he's like me in Grinch form. Um, I really like the makeup and the costumes, and I love Max, but anything outside of anything with the Grinch, I could do without. And I, it's, I mean, it really is Jim Carrey being Jim Carrey, but, but, but anything outside, I hate Martha, the neighbor, the, I, know. I just don't like her. Yeah. Like Martha. Yeah. Like I could do, I could do without her and her all the time. I'm sorry. Sorry, not sorry. No, I, I as a whole, I don't like it. As Jim Jim Carrey is the Grinch, he's me. He really is. But no, would I watch it again? No. We were making dinner while we were watching this. And like we were in the kitchen while this was going on. Well, I was in the kitchen a lot of it because I was watching the chicken. I was like, "You at least need to watch it, dear." <laughs> I was paying. I was listening. I was coming. Yeah, I was listening. I was not just ignoring the movie completely. 
but really, like, actually eyes on the movie, no. I'm like, I know what happens. I know what goes on. I just... Right, well, I mean, I feel like this is exactly what Darren from Nostalgicast wants to hear. He wants to hear people not like this movie. So I will be the one shining light of the someone who still enjoys it because I can guarantee I know his feelings. I can guarantee Dan loves this movie. Tell us more, Dan. Tell us more. Okay. I will tell you more. So Darren, (laughs) I will fluff your nuts right now, sir. If you you want to put it that way. So I haven't drank enough of that. Well it'll be off camera. Just you see like a lot of hand movement under the camera and like oddly it'll be like a jingling sound. Like it's not the change high pitched. Oh, it went ah. happening, so I cannot be here. <laughs> so, seriously, let's let's start with the positives. Jim Carrey's good. It's Jim Carrey. I mean, he he's he was very emotive individual. How he moves, his facial expressions, even with the prosthetics and his acting. Um, of course, Anthony Hopkins doing the narration was yeah. great. It was a good time. I love hearing him talk. He's um, not quite Boris Karloff, but he's still he's still good. Um, like Angela says, I'll mirror her. I really don't care for the rest of the Who stuff. I really don't give it. I didn't care about them in the first fucking movie. That's why I like that they were barely a focus. Yeah, because well, they were barely in it. You you yeah, see them exactly. in the beginning, and then you see them at the end, and then you see the little spot with Cindy Lou, and that's that's yeah. about the gist of it. Absolutely. Uh, the I like some of the cinematography, the the makeup, the prosthetics. I like a lot. Of, it was a lot of practical effects. It was, it was cool. Like that was good. Um, there were some interesting shots that I liked that they did. Um, that's that's about it for me. Like it, it's just like I hate the term uh, an unnecessary remake, but that's what this felt like to me because this this is how here's how I'm gonna sum it up. And I would like to uh, mention I've never seen these three movies. I'm about to do this comparison list, so this is not a just comparison. But it's the only one I can think of. This movie. How the Grinch Stole Christmas original to this is like the late 70s Rankin-Bass Hobbit to three-movie Hobbit. Right. Yeah, to... Yeah. So, like, you're taking the source material that was... that was I love the old Hobbit film from the 70s of Rankin-Bass. I love the music. I love the movie. Like, when I think of swords and sorcery, I think of that that dark, moody kind of... That's what I think of when I think of that movie. And then... um, I can't fucking think of his name for the life of me. The director that did the the ones after Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit movies oh, after that Peter, when they read it. Peter Jackson. Peter Jackson. There we go. When he did that and it's like, we need to make this into three movies. No. You're I, stretching dude, I, That's why I never got into the Hobbit because I was like, why are you taking a book that is shorter than any of the any of the three books in the Lord of the Rings yep. trilogy and making yep. three movies out of it, but you made one movie per book for the like why? Like just yep. to capital, like you're just trying, you just want the money. You don't give a shit about the art because even, oh, yeah. I mean, I don't want to get too far into that, but like Ian McKellen did not enjoy filming the Hobbit series because of how drastically different it was to film it. Cause he was pretty yeah. much acting against nobody. Cause they just did a bunch of blue screen shit with him, but we'll talk about yeah, that more when we get to that. But that, 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 that comparison, and I will say, I do, I do love the Lord of the Rings movies that Peter Jackson did. But anyway, but that's my comparison. You're taking a movie and you're stretching it out unnecessarily for a bunch of stuff that I'm sure there's people that like it. I'm sure there's people that like some of the stuff in the Hobbit. You get a little bit more of the backstory of why the way he is, whatever. I just, for me growing up, seeing this, the, the original version. And then when this one came out, I, I'll tell you before I watched today, I've never seen this whole movie all the way through. 
I, I watched some of it when I was younger, and I was like, I don't need to see this. Like, I just watched the original one. I don't care for this. Because I like the way that Boris Karloff does the Grinch. I like him serious, mean, angry, hateful, whatever you want. I like that. And then Jim Carrey is no different than Edward Nigma. It's Jim Carrey doing slightly different role. Maybe a slightly angrier Jim Carrey in this. We'll say that. Not saying there's some times I didn't laugh, you know, because it's Jim Carrey. But, like, I just, I don't know. And I, I didn't care. I, I know the prosthetics were good, but I didn't like the way, of the, the way of the, that a lot of the Who's looked. Oh, and dude. something about, like... They're the worst part of this movie, to be honest. And sometimes they, like, the, 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 what is it, Mayor said something about Cindy Lou not getting her nose or something yet? Do they, like, does her nose... grown into her nose? Well, if you notice, like, her nose is normal compared to all the other Who's. Like, all the other Who's have that, like, dog snout. Like, they got yeah, that but, little... But some, that a little pig nose and... Yeah, but some little, of them like, didn't, though. But even some of the know. adults Also, I'm just thinking, like, do you want to throw heavy prosthetics onto a seven-year-old girl when you could just come up with that, where you could just come up with that line of, Oh, she hasn't grown into her nose yet. But then I seen the one lady that was had like fucking moist cave for the Grinch. She didn't really even have the, like she had all, it looked a little different kind of like the standard human. Yeah. It just, I just felt like a, a lot of it was just done to make a longer movie. Oh, absolutely. Unnecessarily. So to me, this movie has no place in my life. Like I have no intentions of ever watching it again. My kids want to watch it. That's fine. They seem to enjoy it. They sat down for most of the movie. Saris likes the movie. Cool. If they want, it's just not for me. Uh, and I think it's going to boil down to what we talked about. This, well, I mean, so we were talking about this movie is going to be for. It's going to be based entirely how you were raised. Which one you prefer? I think. Oh, absolutely. And I was just about to get to that. It's the fact of like so. You know, you guys are a few years older than me. I grew when this movie came out. I was it came out after I turned. I was like nine, I think, when this movie came out. I I think I saw this in theaters. I can't really remember, but I believe my mom took me to see this in theaters. But like, I'm a nine year old kid. Like, I'm not super like I'm not critique. Like, I love like I probably already had seen Ace Ventura and Ace Ventura when Nature Calls at the time. I, of course, had seen Batman Forever, and I loved Jim Carrey in Batman Forever. He was probably my best, like, as a kid, he was my favorite part of Batman Forever because he was just so funny. He was just, you know, being so, being Jim Carrey, as as you would say. But And I think that's why I loved the Grinch, and I still love this Grinch to a point. Like, I don't know. Maybe I'm just, there's just certain movies for me that I can't, like be so hard on because they just meant a lot to me as when I was a kid. Like I can't like I, I'm going to be I'm going to critique things in this movie because that's what we do here. But it's still at the end of the day, I'm still going to be like, I still enjoy this movie. I still have a lot of fun with it. And yeah, it's no, just I, I Jim agree. Carrey being like, yes, Jim Carrey is playing Jim Carrey in this movie, but dressed as the Grinch doing some yeah. Grinch things. Yeah, and I, I get that. And it's just, that's what I totally understand. I'm not shitting on people if they like this movie. My cousins, who are older than me, who are a big part of the reason I've seen half the movies that I've watched in my in my existence, love this fucking movie. And it blows my mind because of how nostalgic those two fucking guys are. But me being the odd person, I just don't like this movie. And this, again, it's it's just how I am. Because like I said, why would I sit and watch this 144-minute long movie? 144, sorry, an hour and 44-minute long, long movie. 
when I can skip the first hour of this movie and just watch the original animated movie. Because literally the first hour of this movie, outside of some of the opening lines... It's just added stuff. It's added shit. And then like about an hour in is when you get to the yeah. core of what the original film was. And like and like Parker said, he was he's younger than we are. I was a freshman in high school when this came out. So like I had already seen the original version. Trillions of times. You know, more than a handful of times. So to come around to something that's added so much that was unnecessary. But I get, but we get it because we but can't, I get it's, it. It'll depend on what version you watched first. Here's a perfect and example. First, but the one that you were introduced to at a, at a different time. Like he could have watched the, the OG version before this came out. But you were introduced to it sooner in life than, like, I was, I already had my stance on, you know, well, on a, it when it came out. There's an example. I keep trying to, like, hand, like, like force feed my mother, which is fine. She doesn't, it's just whatever. Like, just like when the Grinch just forced all that food at the Yeah, Jubilee. exactly. <laughs> but my, my mother loves the original thing from Outer Space for, what, 53 Something okay. like that. She loves that movie, and she does not like John Carpenter's The Thing. Does not like it. It's understandable. It. It's understandable. Exactly. I've heard people who will praise, like, I, I can't really, I'm not, I don't really have something on the top of my head that I can think of, but, like, there's always that movie that has, an, an uh, like, a, a really old version yep. that people just don't talk about anymore. But, like, those, those generations will talk about it because that's what they grew up with. Like, I grew up exactly. with this version of The Grinch, even though I did watch the animated 66 classic because my mom was my mom i grew up with a mother who did not watch modern movies unless we all like had a movie night where we would watch you know we'd rent a, a vhs and watch whatever but she tv land back in the 90s early 2000s that was the only channel and she would watch so it was all those yeah. old sitcoms or she'd watch tcm turn of classic yeah, movies yeah which would play all the oldies. Like, I mean, they still yep. do. It's the one channel that still sticks to the old move to, you know, those old fifties, sixties, even forties. I mean, Jesus, I remember learning. I was, I told her I was learning about the civil war in high school or in uh, elementary school. I was learning about certain things and she's like, Oh, you should watch gone with the wind. It takes place during the civil war. And I'm like, okay, it's a four hour goddamn long movie. And there's only yes. one scene that shows any type of civil war shit. Like, nobody told me how long that movie was. Oh my God, and I used so to long. stay I used to stay at my aunt's house after school. I would ride the bus to her house and I had a key and I would go in to her house every day by myself and pick a new movie to watch. And one day I'm like, oh, I'm gonna watch Gone with the Wind. <sighs> Holy shit. It's that so was a poor decision. Love the movie. And drawn out and but just... nobody ever Nobody ever told me how long the movie was. I just remember watching going, what, what was that? Like, what did I just watch? I do. I, I do want the, she has the, like an original VHS. Like when they first printed the VHS of that movie where it was, it was like a fucking can, like uh, a box. You get like candy chocolates in and it had four yep. VHS tapes in it. Yeah. That's how with, like, I the, watched with, it like the gorgeous artwork. Cause it's all, it was all hand drawn for the cover of the movie. It was, it's, yep. but oh my, yeah, I, whew. but yeah, I grew yeah, up no with, warned me. 
I mean, geez, I used to watch freaking Doris Day movies, Rock Hudson movies, uh, Tony Curtis, all those type of movies. So like I, we watched the 66 movie all the time, but like this was, this was my childhood. Like there was like the, the Grinch is coming out. Like it's a live action yeah. version of the Grinch and it's like, yeah. oh yeah. Oh, and it's got Jim Carrey in it. Oh, sign me up. Mom, can we go to the theater, please? Can I watch this every day? Like, yeah. like. That was just, I mean, I've seen this movie so many times. Like, I can't even count. Like that. Like I said, I've probably watched this every Christmas since I was nine years old. And it'll probably continue until I, until whenever, whenever my final day is. <laughs> just perfectly fine. But, um. Sorry to get you on that side tangent. I'm sorry. No, it's, it's all good. I mean, that, that and when I decided to do, when I decided to to pick the Grinch, well, there was two reasons why I wanted to pick the Grinch. One of them was because of the fact that Darren from Nostalgia Cast had tweeted the fact of like how much he dislikes this movie. And so I'm like, well, I have to talk about it. I have to do it on the show. And, you know, I like that we all have different points of view on it. Like you guys don't care for it, which is completely fine. I'm not like the thing that I think people need to just chill the fuck out about is when somebody doesn't like a movie you like. Just fucking get over it. It's OK. It's not I, like, that big a deal. It, no. No, I can't get over it. And also it. the fact that like you can't talk about movies that you don't like is also no. bullshit, in my opinion. I understand there's a lot of things that go on with movies and how movies turn out, but I can talk about how res the Resident Evil movies are garbage, because they are. Do I think that the people that made them are garbage? No, I just think that the product that was put out for us was trash. And well, I will stay well, by that statement forever. Well, that's I'm what we sorry. do when we come on Oh, no, no, it's no, absolutely. It's like we come on here and we talk about a movie that, like, you know, I generally have a different opinion on for you guys on some films, but I'm not just going to, like, run in there and just fucking just bulldoze and just oh, no, no, defecate no, no. the whole, I will, like, this movie, like, there are things I understand why people like this movie and that this is a good movie. This is a well-made film, and I'll point that out, but I just, it's just not enjoyable for me to watch. Yeah. That's literally what it boils down to. But yes, I agree. People don't understand. They can't be like, hey, like, I don't like this, this, and this. But I can see why you enjoy it, or I'll at least like this part of it, or this thing. And if I were ever to meet Jim Carrey, I'd be like, this movie sucks. <laughs> and he'd be probably be like, to. I would tell him. He'd be like, all right. And I still love the mask. <laughs> well, let's talk about a little bit of the uh, uh, behind the scenes of The Grinch, this version of The Grinch. Jim Carrey, of course, was one of, um, oh God, what the hell is her name? Dr. Seuss's wife. It's Audrey. Jim Carrey was the t was like one of the three people that she really had in mind to play the Grinch when this all came out that they were looking into making a live action version. Uh, she actually visited him on the set of Man on the Moon, which was the Andy Kaufman biopic where Jim Carrey literally became Andy Kaufman and would not come out of character like throughout the entire film. So when he when she came on and wanted to see him kind of like give a little bit of a taste of what the Grinch could be. He literally was Andy Kaufman pretending to be Jim Carrey to then be the Grinch. That's how deep he was into Andy, the Andy Kaufman character from on man on the moon. There's a documentary on it guys. It's called, uh, I think it's called Andy and Jim. It's on Netflix. It's I've, actually I've a really good documentary, but like, it, it's also one of the things that shows you that method acting is fucking annoying. 
Like actors who do that just annoy the shit out of me. Jared Leto is infamous for it. Daniel Day Lewis is big into it, but like I've I haven't heard any negative things about him. But I, it's just when people they get into character and they're always the character throughout the entire movie. They just completely erase who they are, and it's annoying. But I just found that that was just a weird thing that she had to go through to figure out that Jim Carrey's the man. <laughs> he is gonna be the Grinch. Yeah, I've seen uh, I've seen that. I've actually seen that movie, Man in the Moon. Yeah, it's all right. It's pretty good. With all the prosthetics on, he it wasn't he wasn't a big fan of it. Of course, it was. Don't blame much, him. It, yeah, he felt very claustrophobic in it all the time. He pretty much felt like he was being tortured while he would wear it. He actually got trained by the CIA, I believe. He went through like a CIA course for like torture training. Where it would so to, to kind of feel more comfortable when he would wear the the prosthetics, but yeah, I can I only imagine how time. hot because because it was yak it was yak hair it was actual hair that he is covered in, and so it just adds all that heat. And Don't get that shit. That's got to be a miserable time. Of course, he had to wear the contacts. He had to wear the fake teeth. Con- and, um, and contacts like that are not oh, easy to wear. Yeah, that like deep yellow. That jaundice look, but it's it's different. So I wear contacts daily. It's different wearing contacts that are not made specifically for you, right? They they rub in places that they should not rub on your eyeball, and it's yeah, it's not fun. I literally could imagine how just miserable this must have been. <laughs> of course, he improvises. Throughout this entire movie, there's I mean, that's just how Jim Carrey has worked. He's just he him and Robin Williams are very similar in the fact that, like, they get a script and they completely will change a lot of things. A lot of things just coming off the cuff. Yeah, yeah. not a lot of things not scripted as as it has been in any Jim. You watch any Jim Carrey movie, unless it's probably a drama. It's mostly improvised. But of course, you had to go by the 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 book as well when you get to those points. But I love how they, in my opinion, I love the fact that he also makes fun of it in the movie. The fact of like trying, like reading those lines from the original story and then kind of be like, "Oh, I'm speaking in rhymes." Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Self-aware. Tim Burton was actually considered to direct this, uh, but he turned it down because he was still working on Sleepy Hollow at the time. Thank goodness. Imagine Tim Burton's How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Please don't. (laughs) Wow. This movie was filmed on the back lot of Universal Studios, right behind the Bates Motel. And during tours, Jim Carrey, in costume, would run out from behind the Bates Motel with a knife, wearing a woman's dress as the Grinch. Oh, <laughs> I need a picture of this. I got to find a picture of this. There's got to be one around, right? Oh, so good. And um, also, because I'm a huge Seinfeld fan, uh, some of the writers of Seinfeld actually worked on, on this movie. Oh. Uh, Rick Baker was the one hired to do the makeup and prosthetics. For, for the Who's, for for Jim Carrey and the Grinch and all that, and uh, Kazuhiro was also was the makeup artist, and he, this is a quote from him. He said on set, 
Carrie was really mean to everybody, and at the beginning of production, they couldn't finish. After two weeks, we could only finish three days' worth of shooting schedule because suddenly he would just disappear, and when he came back, everything was ripped apart. We we couldn't shoot anything. (laughs) Oh, my God. And um, they also had an eight-year-old boy who played the young version of the Grinch, who I believe passed away. Yes. He wasn't eight at the time. He's no, he was born in 82. He's, uh, yes. He oh, was right. A- no, I'm just, okay, sorry. The Grinch at that time was eight years old. Sorry, the, the character, or the, the actor playing him wasn't eight years old. Yeah. But, yeah, uh, Kara Agus spent 92 days in the Grinch makeup, and, oh. yeah. It's, Sounds like hell. It's a miserable time. It's so crazy when you read behind the scenes stuff like that about, like, how troublesome actors were doing things and then you like you watch the movie and you're just like you don't get the vibe of course because they can edit it and make it look you know all pretty and stuff but like you know as a kid you watch this stuff and then as you grow up like I remember finding out about like a lot of the antics from behind the scenes when I was in like middle school high school and just being like oh man that kind of takes you out of it kind of like kind of ruins a little bit of like man he's he's, he was kind of a shitty person during this like these people are all just doing their job don't be a dick I don't right. It's not just you. You have other people there with you. And they show up and you can't do done because you're being a fucking pain in the ass. Uh, and of course, about five was it? I think four or five years later, we would get the live action version of the Cat in the Hat, which is possibly one of the worst movies ever created. It should never be watched by anyone even though we will watch it on the show at some point because I want to go through that pain and I want them to go through the pain of watching Mike Myers make a lot of sexual innuendos as my favorite Dr. Seuss character, the cat in the hat. <laughs> okay. Oh, Awkward. God. But, but guess what? That movie with how abysmal it was and how it failed in the box office would then end the whole... Let's not do Dr. Seuss stories in live action anymore. Let's... Let's go back to the animated versions, and that's Please. when uh, actually you. Jim Carrey would come back to do the first animated film uh, that was based on a Dr. Seuss story called Horton Hears a Who. He would play, the, yep. he would do the voice of Horton, and then they would do the Lorax, which is another, I, to, to me, I think it's I'm fantastic. Uh, Danny DeVito as the Lorax, and then, of course, they did um, a newer version of The Grinch in 2018. And I know mm. there's other... I. I I've been hearing rumors or seeing rumors of the fact that there's possibility of doing a animated cat in the hat, which I would be all for it. Just please God, never again do live action with the cat. No. God damn. It was bad. All right. Oh, and let's not forget the amazing soundtrack for this movie, which featured Buster rhymes, faith Hill, smash mouth and NSYNC. Who the fuck wrote this soundtrack? Who's like, we should get these guys together. This shit will work. Uh, all oh, yes. It's it seems funny. like, dude, this is a big name. We just want all these other names attached to it. It's great. I love it. Love it all. Uh, actually, the newer version of the You're a Mean one. Oh, no. Uh, Jim Carrey actually sung the newer version of it, which which yes. I thought was fine. But uh, there's a verse, there's a song that Buster Rhymes does with Jim Carrey, and I'm like, what a combo right there. Two years Buster. later, Buster Rhymes would be fucking fighting Michael Myers in a fiery building going trick or treat, motherfucker. <laughs> like I said, dude, 
My favorite Buster Rhymes moment is when he was on Space Ghost Coast to Coast and they got high <laughs> off the gas leak. That was my favorite fucking thing he's ever done. All right, guys. Um, Are yeah. we ready to talk about this plot? Let's rock it out. Let's go. So first off, this movie starts with, hey, Whoville is on a snowflake. What the fuck is that? How does that work? What happens when that snowflake hits the ground or it melts? Does Whoville just disappear? Does it just disintegrate into nothing? It's a weird concept. It's a weird concept that I think should have never happened. But we get the beautiful way. talked about. Yeah. Why was it even relevant? There was no relevance to it. No, absolutely not. Anthony Hopkins and his beautiful narration as Thank we travel time. through Whoville. One of the things, though, I got to nitpick about Whoville, and I've heard it from other shows, from other podcasts I've listened to talking about this movie, is the fact that, like, it, it, why is it so, like, the colors are so saturated in this movie? Like, it's not bright. Like, I feel like Whoville should be so bright. And then once you get to Mount Crumpet and you see the Grinch, it should be muddled down. Like the color should be muddled, but it's very just like, it's just so sad. It's like, there's always an overcast cloud over Whoville. I agree. I noticed that in the movie. Maybe it's just the fact that like all the Who's are just, they're just terrible. They're all terrible. And uh, yeah, there's opening scene gave me anxiety. Oh, there's too many people in this town. They there's need to so expand. Many people. And like you got marching bands and shit, and you got the little who. What the fuck? And there's also like different sizes of who's. Like there's this little guy that comes out of the tuba. You're like, what? It's in the book too. I mean, in the animated show, they got little who's. But there's know, but so it, many people while so they're shopping. I'm like in this movie. Don't like I feel like somebody's gonna be touching me as I'm ah! watching oh, this. Don't fucking touch me. Yes. And uh yeah, you get into the store where everybody's trying to buy their last minute gifts. You got the cashier who is clearly not doing his job correctly because he is so overwhelmed. And his, his money does not go his money does not go in the register. No, it's just the like, way it should. No, he just throws it's it. Monop- it's freaking monopoly money. It's Indian money. <laughs> I'm like, dude, fix your money. No, I know. I'm looking at this like, no, dude, the bills all got to go one direction. You can't just jam shit in there, even if you're busy. You got to keep it proper. You got to, you got to keep a proper ship, dude. You got to run that shit. I work retail. This it bothered me. When I used to, it's like all the bills have to face the same way. <laughs> Coin properly. You don't just like fuck it, throw it in. Like you forgot your change. Like nobody's gonna fucking do that. Throw it at them. <laughs> and uh, yeah, this is uh, consumerism at its finest. You have uh, Lou who, God damn, who is, uh, you know, he's, of course, he's talking about gifts for all of the, for her, bro- uh, Cindy Lou's brothers, and, you know, they all rhyme, so, like, the uncle gets a funkle or something. I don't remember all the things. And then there was the last guy, yeah. it, didn't, it didn't rhyme. Yeah. I don't remember what he says, but I was like, oh, okay. Uh-uh. But then he can't find Cindy, and instead, of, he like, he doesn't freak out about it. He's like, Cindy? Where are you? You could have been kidnapped. I don't. I wouldn't know. I mean, I don't think all the. I don't think any of these who's are like that. But I mean, who knows? And then he pulls the gift out, and Cindy Lou's behind the gifts. I'm like, what are you doing back there? She's like, I'm carrying all these presents. Why? Yeah. Do we have all these? Why are you being a piece of shit, Dad? Not carrying them for your small child. Yeah. And uh, this is the thing where he buys. So in the extended version, because I don't remember if. You guys saw this, but there's the part where he buys something and he maxes out a credit card. And he's like, this is my third. And everyone's celebrating because he's maxed out his third 
credit card. I'm like, oh no, I wouldn't celebrate that. No, Fuck that shit. I'd be. Oh, it just shows it's like, oh, Lou buys a lot of gifts on Christmas because Christmas is great, and you got to buy a lot of gifts. No. All right. Uh, there's a guy outside who yells that there's a 99% off sale. How are you making any money off that? 99% off tit jobs. Come get them. <laughs> you might have to get them fixed I mean, later. I mean, I'm assuming they have cosmetic surgery in fucking Whoville. I mean, the the neighbor has something clearly going on. I think she's just wearing the pro. You know, she's wearing the uh, the outfits that just. You know, you know, display them better. Accentuate. Yeah, they lift. And yeah, lift in all the right places. Lift and separate, and tuck and roll. And I mean, she made me think things when I was a kid. All right, she made me question things. He's like, mm, I'd love to butter her bread. Exactly. That's exactly what was in my head at the time. He's thinking to himself, "Look at this brick house. Makes me want to get a job. Benefits." <laughs> If anybody gets that fucking reference, oh my god, please comment if you get that fucking reference. I'm not saying shit. That's obscure. Another animated movie from the 90s. So, we then venture to Mount Crumpet, where there is some stupid teenagers wandering up, and they're like, oh, come on, let's go up and see the Grinch. Try to find the Grinch. Which is, this, this is like the most believable out of all of this. Oh yeah, that absolutely. Would be, be teenagers like, ha, 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 let's go up here. Apparently, four hundred people got murdered on top here. Let's go check it out. Yeah. What do you matter? You fucking a pussy? It's like it's like who pussy or something. I don't know. Sorry. <laughs> 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 no, I'm sorry. You keep making me laugh, and we're gonna have to stop so I can go pee. Oh God. <laughs> oh Lord. Right, I'm gonna Ooh. pee myself. Pussy. Oh boy. Um so yeah, so they knock on the door or they're about to go knock on the door. I like it was like, do it for me, Stu, or whoever it was, the whatever the kid's name was. And uh before they knock on the door, you get the head, the giant mechanical head that pops out, and it looks it's the design of the original Grinch, which yeah. I thought was cool. And Max is behind it, barking into it, making the noises. And I'm like, how is this dog propping this thing up? Because it's literally coming. He's got like a strap around him. And then it like comes over his head. So it's like he's holding this thing. I don't know. Woof, 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 woof. It's like later on when the, he gets the the, the horn antler, the, antler. the horn thing on his. And it doesn't move when he's doing his head like this. Oh, and, and he like, also pulls the sled up the hill. He's a tiny dog. Um, yeah. Like, how? But they get scared. They roll down the hill, and the Grinch is very pleased. He bites into a, he bites into an onion, without uh, peeling it, and it definitely looked like he actually does this. This does not look fake. This this is Jim Carrey, biting into an unskinned oh. onion, and you're like, yeah, I've done that nope. before, but but I've I've taken the the outside skin off first. I'm good. I don't like onion that much. So. He decides he's going to go pay a visit down to Whoville. And he's just going to cause a little chaos. So he gets on his large brown trench coat and his goofy looking mask. And he just wanders through the town. I love where he's got the uh, hacksaw behind him and he gives it to the children. He's like, here, children, have a saw. Go run. Hurry, hurry. This whole scene, just this, 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 you're talking about this, where he wears the mask and stuff and starts walking around. You know what I think of this entire scene? What? The opening scene to The Dark Knight. 
I don't know. I think of uh, like yeah. people from. That's what I was thinking. Of. I was like, this is like this weird parallel in my mind. It was like, takes his mask off. It's the fucking purge. Joker. What now? Purge. Oh, yeah, it could be the purge. You think the Who's practice? He's just like, oh, he's shit. got his hands in his pockets and he's just like. <laughs> also, I was expecting him to do some sort of like flash thing because like yeah. he'd be like yeah. but no i feel like that probably would have went a little too far take it i was singing the same thing <laughs> thank you queen so cindy lou's brothers uh those are the ones that went up the hill with the girlfriends they came down they're covered in snow and they're like oh we saw the grinch and of course the mayor's like we don't speak about the grinch if you do not speak about who shall not be named or whatever. Yeah. Hold one, them on. I know. So you're going to let your your sons talk about the one person who doesn't like Christmas? He's like, they didn't see no Grinch. Cindy Lou inquires about the Grinch and then runs into him in the back room of the post office because her dad works at the post office. I don't know how anything is working in this place it's literally gave me a headache how much chaos it was i was like oh my god how does anything function in this town and of course she runs into him and he tosses her into like the where the gifts are dropping down onto like a conveyor belt and being um, labeled fragile or anything so he's like well okay time to go and max is like no and he bites him in the ass and i love it when he bites him in the butt and he's just like let go of that you don't know where that's been <laughs> <laughs> and he ends up uh he decides he's gonna save her because max won't allow it and he then wraps her up though he wraps her up and then the dad doesn't believe her because she wants to tell him that she saw the grinch but he's like oh you're practicing your gift wrapping good job cindy i'm so proud of you she's like oh okay thanks oh i also got to mention that the director's brother clint howard is the mayor's assistant Yes, I knew I could tell. I was like, if it's isn't a, that the ice cream man? Yeah, if it's if it's a Ron Howard movie, he's then Clint's gonna be in it every time. I wish he served ice cream. I know, right? We gotta cover that movie. That movie is so that'd be a fucking so bass cut, dude. <laughs> so uh Betty Lou, the mother, she is trying to outdo her perfect neighbor, Martha May, in their light display on the outside of their houses, and she's all excited and everything and then you get and then martha comes out she's like betty hi i'm like if anyone ever said hi to me like that i would run because that is the sign of a psychopath like wow and she's all in her get up you know she's all looking she's all looking good and then she's like she's like showing off this like chandelier it's like this is like a hundred years old i don't remember what it was i think it was like a chandelier or something and then she's like but this is new and she rips off the thing and it's a freaking like cannon to put the lights on her house <laughs> i want that it's so to put cool. lights on my house just it's saying so cool and it's a brilliant uh, betty betty is so enamored in it that she's like about to fall off the roof and her and uh, lose down they're like oh betty betty she's like oh. holding she's holding on to the yeah, lights so great i enjoy molly shannon i've always enjoyed molly shannon oh, since she was on I snl but the cannon yeah the cannon's great uh, Grinch, he, after all of his shenanigans down in, uh, <laughs> what, what's so funny? Sorry, I just went. <laughs> <laughs> what fucking movie was that? Son of a bitch. I know, the, I know the character. I can see the character. 
And what movie is that? I can't remember the because it was Molly Shannon. Yeah. Oh, it's uh, um, 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 Superstar. Yes, Superstar. Yeah. God, that's fucking. It's like the only other like I mean she's. She's been in a lot of movies, but she's always been like a side character. She's never like the main, but Superstar was her like, that was the one yep. movie where she was the uh, star of the movie, her and Wolf Merrill. Uh, so yeah, the Grinch does a bunch of shit in the, t- in, uh, in Whoville, messes around, makes a crank call to uh, Lou and, and Betty. <laughs> and then he goes back to Mount Crump, and I love the vacuum that like brings him back. He presses the button, he just sucks him in. What does he say to Max before he gets or he before he jumps in? It was like um was it like smell before beauty or something? Sure. He was like making fun of himself. Something like that. I can't remember. That one I don't remember. He lands he lands in the trash because that's the that's where they send all their trash, is to the side of a mountain. Very environmentally yeah. friendly there, Whoville. Just dropping yeah. off the trash and stuff. Yeah. And and uh, yeah, seriously. And uh, he finds some hazardous waste and he's like, uh, and the line is, uh, one man's trash is another man's potpourri. <laughs> and he's like, yes. I don't know. It's some kind of soup. <laughs> <laughs> and then Cindy sings. And this is where I was like, "Ooh, thank God she got she improved uh, as she got older because this is rough. And she sings the the new song that Faith Hill wrote. Will oh, I must walk. you quit love? Yeah, that's not I must have walked away on that one. I think I was making chicken at that time. So we hang out in the Grinch's lair on Mount Crumpet. And it's a pretty sweet looking place. Like I would I would I would chill here. But the thing is, is he's all by himself. Well, sort of. He's got Max, but he's always he's like, I love it up here. I don't know why I ever leave. <laughs> and then he's like and he's talking to himself because he's got the echo. And uh, mm-hmm. he starts getting into an argument with it, and he calls it an idiot, and is like, "You're an idiot." I don't know. I still find it funny. I'm sorry. I do too. I just that's one of the few. I was like, yeah, And then what is it like? Well, then I'm gonna whisper. So by the time it hits the wall and it comes back to me, I won't be able to hear it. You're an idiot. <laughs> 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 and yeah, he seems very lonely. It kind of it's kind of a sad moment where like he kind of gets into the fetal position in the chair because he's just like, oh, "Money." He's like, I'm so sad and alone. Cindy goes and investigates around the town to see, to find out more information about the Grinch. And um, this is where they meet the two old ladies that were like his mom. Um, And uh, Whoville was wild back when the Grinch first showed up in Whoville. So you get the, you know, oh, you know, the the, the Grinch showed up just like every other child in Whoville. You know, the, they came on, they came in their baskets and they all go to the house and you get the one guy and I had to make a note of this where the, the baby lands on the front steps. And it's like, oh, look, honey, he's here. He kind of looks like your boss. I found that slightly amusing. I I'm was like, like oh, I'm my like, God, bro. <laughs> like, what? And the daughter's like, is that how it works? Oh, Lord. Boss getting the old pump and dump going on. But, but also, so then you see the Grinch like flying in and he like bumps a baby out of the way to like keep going in and from the start he hates Christmas which I don't know if I like this I don't like the fact that like he hates Christmas from the start like it it wasn't like I I understand him and not liking Christmas after what happens late a little bit later but like the fact that he just shows up and is like I hate Christmas even though I'm a baby and I know nothing but um he lands 
you know what's happening in this who in this house when he shows up? It's a swingers party, man. It's an absolutely a swingers party. There's like there's the woman who's like riding on the back of a dude. She's like slapping his ass like she's riding a horse. And I was like, shit is happening in that house. Whoville is wild. <laughs> but yeah, he shows up. I like how they're like, yeah, it took us like it took like all night until we realized that he was there. And it's like, oh, so he should have been dead. All right. <laughs> all that that hair oh man this this grinch baby animatronic though is terrifying Ah, absolutely terrifying yeah (laughs) but it's like you got the uh she the one of the ladies is just like oh you want a cookie and he's like santa and he bites out of the the plate and he's like santa bye-bye and i was like ah again why does he hate christmas already then it shows him as a little bit later as like a little kid. He's at school and he's drawing a picture of Santa sleigh blowing up. You find out that that Martha and the Grinch kind of had a thing for each other when they were in school. So weird when they're in class because like she looks at him and at first she's like, "Is she just playing a game? Like, is she just being? Is she gonna like fuck with him?" But then like you find out like she generally like feels bad for him and actually has like a slight crush on him and of course he does too. And she's the reason that he kind of like gives Christmas a chance. Like he goes home and he decides he's going to make her a Christmas tree topper. But before that, you see the mayor as a kid and he's a dick. He pretty much makes fun of him because he's got a lot of hair and he pretty much is like, oh, you're eight years old, but you already have a beard. It's like, well, you're a fucking piece of shit, little kid. Yep. Right. Yeah, so he makes the ornament, or he makes the tree topper, and he also decides to shave because he just bends to the bullies. And he gets to school and he tries to hide from like everybody. He actually shows the, the tree topper, but he kind of hides behind things. And uh, the teacher kind of sucks too because she forces him to show his face when he's like, leave him alone. Like he's just trying to avoid it until the point where it shows that he's like, he cut himself shaving a lot. And they're like, oh, look at that hack job. So he gets, right. So all the kids make fun of him. Martha feels bad for him, and he just goes ape shit and just breaks the tree topper. He picks up the Christmas tree, throws it, it goes crazy. Everyone's screaming, and he runs out. And he uh, he runs away to to Mount Crumpet. And Martha's sad. You can see she's 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 got a tear rolling down her face. And you see the grin, the the little Grinch climb, climbing the mountain until he gets to the top, and he kind of watches down over uh, Whoville, and it trance, uh, and it goes from him being a kid to the adult Grinch. And this is where he pulls out the phone book, and he's like, Alf- alphabetical, as he's gonna like say, like he picks a person, he's just like, I hate you, <laughs> and he's just flipping through, naming all the people in the phone book, and he finds out, oh. <laughs> it's the hubilation and oh how it's awful christmas is tomorrow it's practically here he goes inside and he's like it's the only way i can get rid of the memories and he smokes himself in the head with a mallet <laughs> yeah. cindy lou and her family they wear awesome eggnog hats that must actually have eggnog in them because you could actually see like the liquid like sloshing around in their cups and I love that Betty just comes out of nowhere with a street like I've got another light for my light display and it's the street yeah. light and all your yeah. crashes in the background 
Cindy nominates the Grinch as cheermeister, and the mayor is pissed because he's like, I want to be the cheermeister, but I can't say that. But he's like, fine. But if he doesn't show up, then it has to be me, pretty much. And Clint Howard's character is just does whatever the mayor says to try to or just does anything to try to appease him. And it's very annoying because we've we know those type of people. Yes. Yeah. So the mayor tries to make sure that doesn't happen. He looks through like I guess there's like a who manual that he looks through and he's trying to like state things. Then he tries to make shit up and she calls him out on it. And he's like, "Uh, uh, 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 fine. And then the who's are like, yay, the Grinch is cheermeister. Why are we celebrating it? We never hear any good things about this guy. Lemmings. But hey, they're giving him a chance. Uh, The Grinch attempts to uh, block out the music. He's doing all sorts of things. And when Cindy Lou ventures up to Mount Crumpet, I don't know why you're allowing your child to go up to the top of this very tall mountain by herself. And how do they get there so fast? Like, like these are like these are she's a child and she's climbing this mountain like a pro. No, no equipment. She's just. She's going it. Yeah. And uh, she goes into his lair and he's got the it's the giant symbol monkey and he's getting his head smashed by the symbol monkey to the point where she alerts him and he breaks it. And uh, yeah, he tries to scare her and he does a terrible job at it. She's like, I'm not scared of you. He's like, oh, denial. (laughs) Make sure to change that. And so she tells him about everything. She tells him about how the fact that, like, you know, you're going to be the you're the chairmeister for the jubilation. And at first he's like, yeah, OK. And then she tells him that there's going to be an award and that Martha May is going to be there. And he's like, "Ooh, well, I guess you twisted my leg to the point where he kind of tricks her. And he's like, you know, this whole thing is going to change my outlook on Christmas. And she's like, really? No. And then drops her into the little chute. <laughs> And this is where you get him contemplating whether he wants to go. This is the the schedule gag where he sits in the chair and he's talking to through. He's going through his schedule. He's like, oh, d- <laughs> dinner with dinner with me at six. I can't cancel that again. <laughs> me. He's like, I guess I can move my self-loathing till nine o'clock. <laughs> that I, I, I still love that gag. It's it's still hilarious. The tablecloth gag as well, where he pulls the tablecloth. And nothing falls, and then he runs back and knocks everything over. That was all an accident. He actually was supposed to pull it and have everything fall because he's the Grinch. Nothing goes right for him. But instead, Jim Carrey somehow made it happen, and that's why he just goes back and just knocks everything over. So (laughs) great. Uh, You got the Yodeler, where he's like he tries on all the things, and you know he's talking to Max, and he's like, "It's a kilt." Yeah, it's not a dress. It's a kilt. And he's trying to figure out what to wear until he hears the yodeler outside. He nabs the yodeler. He tries it on. And he's like, ooh, ah, uh, ee, I'm not going. <laughs> no, that's it. I'm not going. And then he finally, like, he's contemplating whether to go or whether not to go. And then he gets pulled down. Or Max pulls the lever and he gets sent down. The, the Grinch makes an ex- very exciting entrance. Of course, he got the mayor up on the stand. He's like, and this year's cheermeister is the Grinch. <gasps> He's not here. Oh, no. Who would have thought this would have happened? Well, I guess it's got to be the runner up. The Grinch shows up. He shoots out of the, the trash. Comp- the trash shoot there. He bounces off a bunch of things. And of course, 
because we needed this. He lands right in between the boobas of uh, Martha May. Yep. <laughs> doesn't even bother. Doesn't even really acknowledge She's it like, much. Oh, oh. I know, was she right? aroused? Was she scared? Like, I'm very confused of her reaction. And uh, also you find out the mayor had his tonsil taken out twice. Is that even possible? Do they grow back? No, not that I know of. Oh, God. So, yeah, they show up and I love the thing where it's just like, you know, the mayor's like, oh, and it's the t- and it's your two moms or whatever he says. And yeah, he's just like, old bitty. oh, yeah, and you're two old biddies. And then he's just like, you two are still living. <laughs> yeah, yes, yes. <laughs> they make him a sweater. And uh, they got the they they put him through all of these things. The mayor pretty much schedules all this just in case he shows up so that he might just leave because it's so much. So it's the yeah. chair of cheer where he gets carried around the town and the big like throne. He gets that we again. This is the second movie we've covered this holiday season where a character is being force fed a fuck ton of food because we talked about it in Edward Scissorhands that terrible yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, ambrosia, ambrosia salad. salad. And this one, it's like fudge and i mean this is a little bit better you know i love fudge but like the fact that you're gonna like force feed me that much and i love it at the second time they show it and he's just like he just they just keep shoving his mouth he's like oh you got (laughs) but there was the point where like he's just ate so much food that he's like on the chair just like i'm gonna throw up everywhere i'm gonna shit myself oh no (laughs) hopefully there's a flap in the bottom of the chair that just opens up (laughs) Yeah, but also, like, isn't he naked the whole time? Like, where is everything? He only has the sweater on. I know. He's always naked. Because at at one point... Yeah, you're naked. Always. Oh, Lord. Uh, The Grinch gets... It's the gift thing where, like, you're supposed to... You get gifted something, you're supposed to pass it on, but instead he just takes it, and it turns out to be the razor. And, of course, he gets the flashbacks, and then what's... To make it worse... The mayor proposes to Martha May and he's like, whoa. And that's kind of what like tr- it just triggers him because because the mayor proposes, but then gives him a car and you're like, oh, my God. And Martha's kind of like shocked until you hear the scratching on the car as he runs his finger along it. And he just is like, I mean, and I you know what? This is kind of this is the point where like I feel like I'm on the Grinch's side with this whole thing. Like I feel like the Grinch in this movie as a whole isn't a terrible person. I think he was just dealt a shitty hand and just mm-hmm. dealt with things in, in yeah. certain ways. Like, I don't think he, he didn't hurt anybody. He didn't like physically hurt anybody. He's just an asshole. And I feel for in re, it, it, looking at it in this movie, at least there's a good reason for him to be an asshole. Like yeah, it's absolutely. all materialistic. And he states is like, you guys just, all you care about is presents and gifts and who can give the most gifts. Like there's nothing this isn't what this is supposed to be about. And this is why I hate this. This is why this is all trash. And he decides he's going to cause chaos. So many fucking amazing one-liners in this entire thing. This is one of my favorite scenes just because of all the one-liners from, from Jim Carrey. Of course, you got the... Uh, he takes the razor, he shaves the mayor's hair in the middle, and then, of course, Clint Howard's character does it to kind of look, you know, match him. And... Uh, like everything's going on. Oh, the humanity. <laughs> and then he calls for the, the another great one. He calls for the taxi and the taxi drives by and he's like, it's because I'm green, isn't it? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, he grabs he he stops the little car. He hops in it. He's like, "You might want to move over," and drives through, causing the chaos. Burns down the tree. Everything's going crazy. So he goes to leave, and of course, the mayor blames Cindy for bringing the the Grinch and yeah, the piece of shit. Yeah, and uh, yeah, the mayor yeah. is the villain of this movie. No, like, oh, yeah. like you, I don't think you can watch this movie and go, "Oh, the Grinch is the." Like, even when he's stealing Christmas, even when he's doing the thing that the whole story is based around, I still blame the mayor. Is the reason he is he's gotten to this point because he's a piece of shit. So he thinks his plan all went well. He thinks he destroyed Christmas, but uh, the mayor kind of gets the the hopes up, and then of course they're like, "Well, thank God we have this extra tree." <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. son of a bitch. So the Grinch goes back up to Mount Crumpet. And this, at this point, is when we get to the beginning of the Dr. Seuss book. Yep. This is where about an hour is. Yep. And uh, he, you know, of course it's changed. He's he's saying all the lines from the book and the animated short. And uh, he's saying so much of it. He's like, oh, no, I'm speaking in rhymes. Yeah. Yep, yep. Oh. And then he tries to do it again and he like catches himself. He's <laughs> But this is where he comes up with the plan of uh he's got to stop this from happening. And uh he but he walk before all that he walks into his lair and Max is dancing to Christmas music and um you know the Grinch gets mad, he throws him outside and when he takes him out of the snow, he's got like a Santa beard and that's what gives him a, the idea to you know to steal Christmas. So this is time for the Grinch to create his, his costume and sleigh. This is where you get the new rendition of you're a mean one, Mr. Grinch, which is sung by Jim Carrey. And the, I like, I mean, this whole thing is, is I, I enjoyed the whole him making the suit and him making the sleigh. I like how the sleigh is different than, um, than the original story he makes like a rocket. It's like a yeah. rocket powered yeah. sleigh because it's like he doesn't have any reindeer. Like he's got to improvise. Like like in the book, it's all Max, yeah. which he actually sack, has to be used in this sleigh. book or in this movie. Yeah. But uh, at first, like it's as realistic, I guess, as you could be for this situation. And um, yeah, you get all the the gags where he where he they do the Ron Howard parody where he's yeah, with the Max. He's yeah. got the hat. Yeah. Yeah, they get all that all done, and they they go outside, and this is where they spy on Santa. They see that Santa's there. So Santa, where does Santa come from? Like, this is a fucking snowflake. Whoville is in a snowflake. Where's like, I'm so confused. Santa has magic. Uh, he doesn't know how the magic works either. Christmas magic. He doesn't know <laughs> yeah. how it works. So, he doesn't know how it works. Know. So we get the, the initial blast off of the rocket sleigh down to Whoville. And I love the whole thing where he's just like, make it stop, mama, make it stop. (laughs) I'm going to die. And then he finally lands and they're going down. (laughs) He lands and they're going down the hill. And he's like, (laughs) he's like, oh my God, I'm alive. He's almost lost my composure there. (laughs) You also get the, um, the whole thing where he, there's a third, there's a fourth wall break where he actually, talks to the narrator yeah, because yeah. he's going into his first house and he gets down the chimney and uh, the narrator starts, you know, the narration starts and he's like, Shh, 
you know, I'd like to. Be, it's got to be more stealthy. So he starts to whisper, which I thought that was a little a nice little touch. No, no, it was nice. It was a nice touch. And uh, so they had the Grinch. You know, we get the little bit of a montage where he goes through the houses. Then he runs into Cindy Lou, and this is a scene that doesn't make any sense, especially the relationship that Cindy Lou has with the Grinch in this movie. How does she not recognize him? There's no right. way you don't recognize him. He doesn't change his voice. He doesn't change his voice. He might sound a little bit deeper, but he's still the Grinch. And like he shows his face to her. Like he pops his head through the tree. It's just like, oh, it's the Grinch wearing a Santa hat. Like, how does Cindy Lou not realize who that's who it is? Unless she's sleepwalking. That's the only thing I can think of. Especially with how smart they make her in this film. She's yeah. a very intelligent girl. She's older than two years old, yeah. that's for sure. Her name doesn't even make... It's no point. There's no point to have the rhyme. She's older than two. Like, way older than two. Yeah. But she, um, of course, it, it's the, the the lines where she asks, why why are you taking the tree? And he's like, oh, because there's one light on one side that doesn't doesn't light the whole thing. And then, you know, it's the same thing. Gets her thing of water. She tries to get her to bed. And, and while she's walking away, she's like, just make sure you don't forget forget about the Grinch. He deserves to have a, a nice Christmas, too. And, of course, he kind of, like, shows a little bit of emotion. But then he's just like, she goes around. She's like, nice kid. Poor poor choice of character. Yeah. Yes, poor yes. Ju- poor judge of character. Because she says he's sweet. And he's like, sweet? Yeah. You also get where he runs into, he goes to Martha May's room. He kind of, like, just... You know, I, I don't know. Like I said, I don't think Martha May is a bad character. Like, I don't think she's a terrible person. She never answers the mayor. She doesn't take any of the stuff. She's. But he goes into her room. He like sticks his tongue out at her and then he goes to the mayor and the may play puts the Max's butt on his lips. Make kiss that dog. butt, and then he ties a rope to the end of his bed and he tries. So it's all done. All ready to go back. And the sleigh dies like it doesn't go up anymore. So he has to improvise. So he uses Max and Max somehow pulls this very heavy sleigh up this very tall mountain. And he gets to the top. And he stands up there and waits for the aftermath, waits for all the who's to come out and realize what has happened. Who, who, who? And the cop realizes, oh, we've been robbed. And that's the cop that has the, the, the rope strapped to the car that pulls the mayor out, pulls him into the middle of the square. The mayor is all pissed off because he knows it was the Grinch. Like there was no like, oh, I wonder who could have done this. No, the mayor knows it was the Grinch and first and immediately points his finger at Cindy Lou's like it's all your fault. If you didn't invite the Grinch, none of this would have happened. And finally, yeah, he he sucks. And finally, Lou stands up for his daughter. He's like, finally, yeah, he's like, I don't care. I'm glad he took our presence away. It makes us appreciate this more. Yeah. And the mayor's just so materialistic. He's just such a douche. Like, there's, it, it, he just sucks in so many ways. Christmas is more than just presents. It's about family. Cindy goes back up to Mount Crumpet. Again, probably her parents don't even know that this is happening. Maybe keep an eye on your child there, uh, Lou yeah, and Betty. I, the Grinch. I mean, Cindy Lou went by herself way more than I would probably let my kids go. It's crazy. So the Grinch notices that Christmas came, even though he took everything away. And that's when the the whole scene where he kind of is like, he realizes like Christmas is more than just this, like Christmas, you know, Christmas can be more than just gifts and all that stuff. And that's when you get the most painful way of him growing his heart three sizes. Cause it's oh, like, yeah. he's literally like, Oh God, 
that? He's like clenching his chest. It's like, yeah, he's I feel like the Grinch is having a heart attack, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and he's crying and he's like telling Max, I love when he, he like tells Max he loves him. He comes over and he starts looking at him and he's just like, all right, all right, all right. We got to take things slow. <laughs> so the Grinch cares and he comes, uh, he needs to save the sleigh. And so he runs up there. And he's like making, trying to get it so it doesn't fall off. And then he realizes, he's like, well, I mean, if it falls, it's just presence. Until he, until Cindy Lou's like, oh hey, and he's like, what the fuck are you doing up there? Why like, fuck? We gotta it? make. He's like, how do we make this movie have the same outcome as the original one without abandoning our materialistic uh, concepts or over overly materialistic concepts? Yeah. So yeah, so this is when he gets the uh, strength of three three Grinches that picks up the sleigh, turns it around, and then they ride it down. In it's ten Grinches plus two. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Listen, Whatever. I was already mad. This is the time where they change the line that I noticed. It's when he starts hearing the sound, and he's like, "The he, what he heard wasn't sad, but it was supposed to be. It was glad, but they meant yeah. it was happy." And I was like, "Why the fuck did you change that?" <laughs> Well, and this is about the time where I said um, he's the last Grinch because when they say they, the, the, who, um, Compilation? No, the Beast. Roast Beast. I said, that's his family. Yeah, they just hunted the Grinches down. His- they hunted the Grinches and he's the last of them. Maybe that's why he doesn't like who Ro- who's Roast Beast. Yeah. That damn who hash. So... <laughs> <laughs> Parker's like, fuck this. Just keep going. <laughs> we thought we thought too deep. So I I also love the fact where before he goes up to save the sleigh, he's like laying in the snow and he's like, I have to save it. He's like, I care. <laughs> what is the deal? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, he saves the sleigh. They go down the hill. And I like, you know, at first he's like skiing on the back of the off the back of the sleigh that he's like flying through lands on it. It's a cool ride down and they get there and Lou stands in front of it to stop it. And uh, the whole thing where he admits to stealing Christmas and the cop and he says he's sorry. And the cops just like, you know, the mayor wants him to be arrested, but the cops like, well, he said he was sorry. And it looks like everything's here. So I'm not going to arrest him. And the mayor just continues to be a douchebag. Yep. And um oh as they're going down the thing though and he lands after he's skiing and he lands on the um he lands on the front of the sleigh and she asks like how it is. He's like, "Oh, uh, she asks if if are you okay?" and she's like, "Yeah, the sun is shining and the powder is bitching." And I was like, "Okay." Does he really say that? Yeah. Hmm. At least that's what the subtitle said. Said bitching. Okay. I See, love subtitles sometimes. They don't right. ever say what it's what it really is. I mean, maybe that's what it, I don't know. I just it just seems really out of context. I know it's a PG movie. They could probably slip slip something. Well, yeah, but they can at least have one curse. So you find out Martha is in love with the Grinch. So she tells the mayor that she doesn't want to marry him, and she wants to be with the Grinch. You get the 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 song at the end of the, the original story where they're all around the tree and they, that thing. And the Grinch doesn't know any of the words. No, it's just which is great. Up. It's so good. I mean, why would he know it? He doesn't care. Yeah. He's trying to so block great. that shit out. And they have the final feast up at uh, his lair there. 
which I don't think that's how it worked. I don't think that's how it worked in the original story. I think it was in Whoville. Like, but this one you could definitely tell was his cave. Um, he has the vacuum. He can vacuum everybody up. Yeah, right. Yeah. What a ride that would have been. That would probably have been a lot of fun. And uh, the whole thing where he asks, like, "Hey, does anybody want the kisser? I do. Too bad it's mine." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's it. That Gizzards are good, by the way. The two thousand. How the Grinch stole Christmas. I love Gizzards. So. We didn't get a lot of comments on this movie, which is kind of surprising for me, but I did get uh, I did get a couple, which I will read off once I find them. Oh, no! Please oh, tell me no. Darren's one of them. Oh No, yeah. actually, Darren didn't leave any. That not nice son of a person. He, he said something about uh, pulling his hair out while watching. Yeah, that was before. That was, a, that oh, was a that before. Was before. When I talked no, about no. how we were going to be. You have to follow Twitter protocol. It was you have to comment in the correct. Yes, you got to comment post. in the thread that we post. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not just wherever the fuck you want. You can't nope. go pro. Everybody liked it. No one left us any uh, any comments on it. Which hey, hey, it is what it is. I'm like, well, good. We can be it. the only. We, we can did, be the only negatives. We did. We did get a couple, and a couple are are some personal friends of mine. Nobody that I've people that I've known far beyond doing this podcast. And my friend Nick said Jim Carrey is an absolute. The Jim Carrey version is an absolute classic. He's younger than me, so it's understandable that like this means a lot to him. Like this is a movie that he probably grew up with as a kid. And then I gotta switch to my other account because you know having more than one Instagram account. And these are Instagram comments. These are like our first oh, Instagram comments, which is pretty wild. Nice. Uh, my friend Chris said uh, Jim Carrey's uh, Chris Gerard thirteen on Instagram said uh, Jim Carrey's provided so many great quotes, memes, and gifts. But the original is true Christmas nostalgia. So yes, love for the both of them, which I greatly appreciate. Thank you so much, everybody, for yeah, for for liking and sharing our uh, the posts. But make sure, guys, we uh, like I said, I post every Saturday before we record or the day before we record uh, to get your guys's comments on the movies that we cover because we'd like to hear your thoughts and opinions on the movies, and you know, and we love sharing them on the show and and shouting you guys out. So. You know, if you got the opportunity, please, we would love we would love to read your comments. But yep. that is it. That is um, that is how the Grinch stole Christmas, both the 1966 animated classic and the 2000 live action version. Um, and we did we did talk a little bit about the 2018 version, but Dan and Angel haven't seen it. So we didn't want to go too in depth on it. And uh, yeah. it, it kind of ventures uh, the thing. The reason why, again, why we clumped these two together was the fact that they're very like the 2000 version is a remake i would say in the vein of the original they just added it enough to make it a feature length film uh, yeah. that's why you get that hour long before you know with it but it's yeah. truly a in my opinion it's a remake but yeah yeah, yeah I'd, I'd say that's fair so next week for our final episode of 2022 no that would be wrong because i think the episode wait the episode will be out. On the 20th. No, it will be on the twenty, the thirty first. No, the thirty first is Saturday. Be okay, Saturday. Be so it will be the final episode of twenty twenty two, and our final holiday favorite. Which I don't think this is going to be a favorite amongst anyone. But uh, we got a special guest coming on, somebody who's uh, integral to the start of this podcast. My brother Adam will be coming back on the show. 
And uh, I asked him, hey, pick a movie out. Any movie. It's got to be, you know, of course, it's got to be holiday themed, whatever. And so he sends me a text message and goes, Black Christmas. And I was like, oh, sweet. Which version? Now, there's three of them. There is one, the original from 1974. There is the remake from 2006. And there's the 2019 version. And which one do you think he picked? Probably the 2019 version. Absolutely. So next week for episode. So next week for episode 85 of the podcast or 86 86. of the podcast. Jesus. I messed you up. I'm sorry. Why did he have to pick the bad one? Because he said that he wanted to pick one that none of us had seen and was not the greatest. And I was like, yay. So he decided to go with the 2019 Black Christmas. A good time to me. <laughs> what a way to end 2022. Also, I do want to share that we will be doing a end of year live stream on Friday, December the same day. So December 30th. Scary. At, That's gonna be scary as fuck. We're gonna be doing it on YouTube. We've been doing our live streams on Twitch, and just not a big fan of Twitch anymore. So we're going to be venturing to our YouTube channel and and doing a lot more live streams on our like monthly live streams on YouTube. So we're going to be doing it there. Uh, so, yeah, on December 30th at 830 p.m. Eastern time, we're going to be sitting down. We're going to be talking about the year. You know, uh, all the episodes that we've covered over the year and things that we're looking forward to in 2023 you know, things that we're going to talk about and probably not end up doing because I tend to do that a lot. I try to be like, we're going to do this. And then we never do it like our Patreon. Um, but yeah, we, we're, we got a lot of things that we were, we're planning on and hopefully we can, we can get most of those things accomplished in 2023, uh, getting guests on, maybe talking about some guests that we're possibly going to be having on in 2023. It's going to be a Good lot of fun. Um, yeah, we'll want to talk about it's 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 like I said, it's it's one of those things. Our live streams is just us sitting around, just having a conversation. It's not really we don't like plan a lot of things. It's just it's just us hanging out and, and talking. Yep. So very excited about that. So yeah, next week, Black Christmas, twenty nineteen. So if you want to uh, not be spoiled and know what the hell we're talking about, watch that movie. I think right now it's currently on Hulu. It's the edit. I think it's an edited version though, because it's an FX. It's on like FX movies or something like that. So it's usually like the TV cut. So I'm probably just going to rent it. Um, I think there's a Blu-ray for like $11, but I don't know if I want to buy this movie. (laughs) If I'm going to buy a black Christmas, I'm going to buy the 1974 version. Absolutely. Good one. Um, Yeah, absolutely. The 2006 one is fun. It's just weird. But yeah, it should be interesting. And it'll be fun to have uh, Adam back for the have Adam back on the show. It's been a while. And um yeah, so I'm excited. This it's crazy that Are another going to be okay cuz he won't have his fridge with him. He better have his fucking refrigerator. We'll put it we'll have him have his camera angle so you can see his kitchen where his refrigerator is. You might not <laughs> see the fridge, but you'll see the kitchen where the fridge resides. I just want to see his puppy. Whole separate feed. You're not going to see his puppy because his puppy lives with me. Oh. So yeah, um, uh, I mean, even though this movie is probably not going to be something I'm excited to cover, it's always fun to talk about movies that we may not all find fun. 
But hey, it could also surprise us. It could also be like, oh, I didn't actually mind that movie. Roast Um, Beast. We're going to roast it. Yeah. So, but it's also crazy because this is our technically that'll be our last episode of 2022, but it'll also be the last like that. This will 2022 is our first full year of dissect that film. Uh, We started in April of 2021. So this was actually the first full year from January to December where we consistently released episodes in content throughout the entire year. And 2023, we're hoping to continue that trend and continue to bring you guys um, more, more fun and a lot of other interesting uh, stuff. Before though we go, I do want to shout out the interview that me and Angela were a part of that was released this past Monday where we talked with Robbie Walsh, a filmmaker uh, who directed a movie in 2021 called The Letters. A movie, uh, an interesting movie, a very good movie, a very heartbreaking movie that I think a lot of people are are missing out on and people need to see. Uh, It's something that might not have been something we would have covered on an episode like this. So it being able to sit down and interview Robbie and kind of see his insights on things uh, when it comes to the movie and the situation that, or the, the subject matter and all that. It was really interesting. It was nerve wracking, but we, we made it through. And I think it's really, uh, it's really good for our first interview, interviewing somebody in the field. So, um, make sure to check that out and, uh, let us know uh, what you thought, how our interview skills are. Like I said, it was our first go around. So it might not have been as perfect as we uh, hope we can do in the future. But Robbie was a, was a great, you know, uh, was a great guy to talk to and uh, hopefully we can get him back on the show down the road whenever he um uh you know future work or even get him on the show to to talk about a movie to to be on an episode of the podcast like this he had some movies that he liked that i was like he sure did okay hmm. uh, yeah i still need to listen to the interview yet or is it out yet is it out yet no it'll be uh, well te- it's out it's out on monday okay so it did it. come out when everyone's hearing this podcast episode yeah, thank you everybody for uh, listening in and sharing and all that on Twitter and the all the socials. I know Twitter is going down the fucking shithole right now and trying to figure out how to continue making sure that we can get the show out there to everybody. So be patient with me. I'm terrible at social media. I'm try try my best every week to make sure that everybody gets the information they need. Um. Make sure to like, share, and subscribe if you watch the video on YouTube, or even if you listen to us on podcast service, make sure to go to our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash dissect that film. Subscribe. It's free. Like, uh, Go to the episode you just listened to. Just like it. Leave a comment there. Uh, or leave a comment on your podcast service of choice. If you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Good Pods, um, anyone that lets you comment on episodes, leave us a comment there or a comment or leave a review of the show. We would really appreciate it. Like I said, last week in last week's episode, we just charted for the first time on an Apple podcast, uh, chart, uh, for film reviews. And, uh, we'd love to stay on there. So make sure to go oh, yeah, over think- there and leave us a review and give us five stars and all that. It really helps us out. If you're on Spotify, make sure, make sure if you've never ranked our rated our show, make sure to rank it five stars. And, um, and yeah, you guys have anything else before we uh, sign off? Oh, uh, you, you got anything? Nope. Uh, actually, I'm watching what is the true ultimate Gundam Christmas experience. Um, I am watching. Uh, I'm watching Gundam 0080, and those in the know know it is a very, very. It's probably one of the best Gundam series. It's six episodes long. 
and it takes place between Christmas and New Year's, and it's fantastic. And if you have, if you liked our Gundam Wing episode and you have seen it, I recommend finding Gundam 0080 and watching it. I think it's one of the best of the original franchise. I do have. I started watching Wednesday mm. on Netflix. Ooh, would love to talk about that when you're done. That would be fun to to, to dive in. I really enjoyed that show. And I don't know why it took me so long to start it. Everybody at work's like, have you watched it yet? Why haven't you watched it yet? Knowing you, you should have watched it already. And I'm like, I've got other stuff that I've got to watch. So I'm sitting down. I know. I'm. No, I have. I am one of those that asked to watch. If I start a show, I want to finish it before I start a new one. Because I don't want to watch a bunch of shows. And get it mixed up. Right. So I finished Riverdale and I started it. So there you go. I started Wednesday today. Damn Riverdale punks. <laughs> oh. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for watching. We appreciate you all very much. But until next time, I am Brett Parker. That is Dan and Angel of DNA Gaming. We are Dissect That Film. This has been the Dissect That Film podcast. Merry Christmas. Yes. Merry Christmas. Merry happy Christmas. holidays. Yeah. Happy Hanukkah. Yes, happy happy all that good stuff. All the, yes. Whatever, you, whatever celebrate. you celebrate. Hope you all have a wonderful holiday season. Until next time, this has been episode 85 of the Dissect That Film podcast. Let's lead you out with some Grinch. And what happened then? Well, in Whoville, they say that the Grinch's small heart grew three sizes that day. And the minute his heart didn't feel quite so tight. He whizzed with his load through the bright morning light, and he brought back the toys and the food for the feast. And he, he himself, the Grinch, carved the roast beast. We'll see you all again next time, everybody. Thanks so much. 